listening to the God Guns Liberty Podcast with J.C. Hall. Welcome, everyone. This is J.C. Hall with the God Guns Liberty Podcast. Just wanted to jump in here and uh, give kind of a special update on the uh, events in, in Russia. It's been a long time since it's been on, and uh, so I thought this would be a good time to jump in here just to give a quick update. Don't know if anybody's paying attention uh, to the, the stuff going on with the Wagner Group versus Moscow Ministry of Defense. Um so if you uh, if you haven't been following it, apparently the uh, leader of the of PMC Wagner Wagner Group, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, declares war on uh, this says Russian military Russian military basically the Ministry of Defense the leadership of the Russian military uh, because apparently the military leadership ordered forces to attack Prigozhin's forces uh, in in the middle of in the middle of the battle middle of the war whatever was they were um, <clears throat> bombed attacked with helicopters and artillery according to Prigozhin and this ticked them off and so he gathered up his troops and uh, said they were going to march on Moscow and take out uh, the military leadership Minister of Defense and uh, army, uh, army general command, and that's what's been happening for the last uh, 48 hours or so, a couple of days, and so this has been kind of hot and heavy. Now, what is the Wagner Group for people who who don't know, never heard of this thing? PMC Wagner, uh, who is Prigozhin? So Yevgeny Prigozhin is a close friend, close ally of of uh, Vladimir Putin. Putin, uh, President Putin, as we say in America, uh, longtime allies uh, came up together, St. Petersburg, and Yevgeny Prigozhin is a billionaire, and he pretty much had his own, uh, created his own paramilitary uh, army, so he had his own military force. They are, they are all over the world. In many conflicts, Syria, uh, North Africa, just just all over uh, all over the planet, are his um, what they refer to as mercenaries. So this is uh, his own personal private mercenary army, but was essentially uh, used by by Putin, President Putin. President Putin really created the thing, and Yevgeny funded it, ran it. Um, recruited soldiers and a lot of these guys are you know ex special forces Russian special forces you know the real deal legit military guys uh, now during the this Ukraine conflict uh, they opened up the prisons and basically recruited prisoners recruited felons and, and said you know you come fight uh, with the Wagner group and you, you can earn your freedom and they pretty much gave these guys minimal training through them you know give give them a gun threw them on the front lines uh, sent them into the meat grinder. You see a lot of them, you know, just being slaughtered, and and then some of them surrendering or being taken prisoner, and 
you know, but it was just basically the hopes of getting out of prison. They recruited all these thousands and thousands of um, men from from prisons all over all over Russia. And uh, so you've seen Yevgeny Prigozhin in in many or you know he's been seen in on his Telegram channel and in in so on social media and videos that that he's uh, uh, that he likes to make and you know complaining a lot about the military leadership not about not about Putin uh, personally uh, he, he really hasn't he, he's not come against Putin as it's being portrayed uh, in the media uh, he and, and by the way let me back up for those of you who don't know um, obviously I'm the husband of Chris Ann Hall uh, JC Hall but I I was in military intelligence for the US Navy I was a Russian linguist uh, Russian area uh, expert, uh, Russian area focus analyst, intercept, uh, military linguist, beginning in 1990. So 90 from 90, uh, 2000, 10, 20. So for over uh, 32 years now, this has been my area of expertise. I worked for the National Security Agency um, way back and got out of military at uh, early 99. Um, so I know what I'm talking about. I listen to a lot of people that sort of run their mouth and say stuff that don't know what they're talking about, but I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, for, for those of you who care, many, many people are just going to, they're going to believe what they're going to believe. They're going to, you know, whatever. You're not going to convince them. But I'm not just somebody who decided to jump in front of a microphone and just speak out of my bunghole. Um, I have the background. I have the expertise. I speak Russian. I understand Russian. I don't go off CNN headlines or Fox headlines about what Putin said, or what Prigozhin said. Uh, I, I go. I, I've listened to all of the videos uh, that Prigozhin has made. In fact, I find this very interesting, and I've been following this stuff uh, since since the beginning of this whole Ukraine Russia thing. I've watched Prigozhin and listened to Prigozhin even long before this. Uh, they started this thing about 20 years ago. Uh, Prigozhin ran psyops out of St. Petersburg. He, um, uh, you know, he, he basically, basically the uh, mercenary group has answered to President Putin. It's been used to assassinate people, uh, you know, all over the world who who run afoul of uh, Vladimir Putin. And you know, these are the guys that do it. The Wagner Group, the mercenaries, are the ones that do it. They've been on the front lines of of this uh, conflict. You know, if you if you believe. Stuff you see, some of you can, some of you can't. Uh, but in as much as uh, you know, these skirmishes and things are happening. Uh, this guy and his group have been the ones out there, and they've been the most effective. And uh, so anyway, he gets ticked off because of the regular regular military attacks him. He says he's coming to Moscow to bring justice, uh, and you know, deal with deal with these the people who made decisions. He's had complaint about how the war has been conducted uh, for a very long time. So in his videos, he's complained about lack of uh, supplies, lack of ammunition, lack of weapons, and, and the decision-making of the military leadership, how that they've basically sent, you know, they have no regard uh, for the soldiers. Uh, you know, so he portrays himself as fighting on behalf of, of the real soldiers and that he cares for them. And the Russian military leadership is just, you know, sending them into the meat grinder, which, which is very typical Russian. I mean, that's basically how Russia goes to war. It's how they've always, always fought, you know. So it's it's a it's always been 
an issue of attrition. Uh, they don't really have, they don't really value human life when it comes to the, the soldiers. I mean, not, not that the West does, but, um, you know, there are tactics within Western military that you, you don't just, you don't just rush in, at least in modern times. It's not just, you know, sending, overwhelming the enemy with bodies, you know, trying to soak up their bullets with your bodies. And then, you know, when they finally run out of bullets, you have more bodies. That, that's the Russian mentality. Uh, anyway, Wagner, leader, Prigozhin has made complaints about that, even though, by my estimation, he's done the same thing. Nevertheless, that's been some of his complaint. And then, of course, being betrayed and attacked uh, by the regular military leadership set him off. Now, uh, if you go back, I mean, 1500, this, 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 all of this is very Russian, right? The, at the height, of, uh, the height of their power, these military leaders in the midst of the conflict turn on the other leaders, and there is some betrayal, and then then a change of leadership ensues, you know, some coup, you know, you had Yeltsin, you know, go bye-bye, basically, you know, fade, and we get Putin. I mean, you, you go all the way back. Uh, Ivan the Terrible, Catherine, Peter, um, Yeltsin, Putin, Prigozhin, whatever. So this is, this is very, very Russian. There's nothing, uh, you know, when you talk about even the Russian Revolution where uh, – Buchanan and, and, and Lenin's forces roll in, the anarchists and the communists roll in together, you know, under the banner of uh, radical populism, and then the Bolsheviks turn and, uh, you know, basically chop off the heads of the anarchists and, you know, betrayal and back and forth. So um, World War One, World War Two, same old, same old. So, so this is very typical Russian drama uh, playing out. I would say it's not unusual in the 1,500-year history. Uh, this is what they do. This is what they know. It's in their national DNA. You know, if you're if you're Russian, and I'm not speaking every individual Russian, but I mean as far as national politics, uh, this is their national DNA. Uh, in Russia, if you want leadership, you take it by force, or pretty much anything else you want, you take it by force, and that's what they respect. Uh, as an aside, that's why I would say all these foreign policy, you know, idiots out there, these knuckleheads that, that you've been listening to under the Biden administration and Obama administration before that, you, you know, talking this mealy-mouth, pansy negotiation, touchy-feely crap with Russia, it, you know, it's never going to fly. It's not going to happen. Complete, utter fantasy. Um, so total incompetence, foreign policy apparatus that, that you've heard in the last uh, few decades outside of Trump. That's why I say Trump, I believe Trump was best positioned to cool relations uh, with Russia because Russian national DNA respects strength. They respect the bombast. You, you, you can't play nice. You can't talk to them sweetly. Uh, they see a guy that they think is rough and tumble, and that's what, they're, that's what they respect. So Trump, regardless of what anybody may think of him, I think was best positioned uh, in a foreign policy standpoint. I, I think, personally, just as an aside, foreign policy was Trump's strength. Um, because of the way he operated. And, and this sort of touchy-feely, moronic foreign policy apparatus we have now, you know, Trump was mean, and he, he's, he mean tweets, and, and, and he's, he sounds, you know, unhinged and crazy. Well, okay, this is how you talk to a North Korean leader. This is how you talk to a leader of Russia. This is how you deal with autocrats. Uh, so they were like, no, Trump's an autocrat too because he's talking just like them. No, he's just not a moron. He knows you have to, you have to act like them to gain the respect. Uh, in the foreign policy negotiating realm. But anyway, that's an aside. Nothing to do with this per se, um, except to say that we probably wouldn't be where we are 
had Trump still been at the helm of the foreign policy uh, of the United States, which, you know, he sort of was and wasn't. And you had somebody like Milley, you know, telling China that, you know, sending these treasonous messages that regardless of what the commander in chief says, uh, you know, I'm not going to follow his order. And, you know, here, here are all these secrets and here's what we're going to do, giving aid and comfort to an enemy. You know, I mean, so you had Milley and the generals, these woke generals that were already there from the Obama administration. So uh, how, how much of the foreign policy uh, did Trump have in hand uh, since the betrayers and the traitors were there from the get go? Anyway, back to the Wagner Vox. So Wagner's, you know, Wagner Group, Pergrosian marching. The city's got like 25,000 troops marching on Moscow. And it's said when he when he goes into Rostov on the Don, uh, the National Guardsmen and many regular Army troops were embracing Wagner and letting them pass. And he sent out a warning, basically, you know, we're going to destroy any checkpoint that tries to stop us. Uh, you know, if we pass through your city, stay in your house is the best thing to do, and uh, let us go by, and you'll be fine. Uh, but if you resist us, we're going to consider you part of the traitors, and we're going to take you out. That was basically his message. And um, that's kind of what we see what happened. He, so then he's within 300 miles of Moscow. Uh, the regular armies apparently shooting at him, planes attacking him. They're shooting down helicopters. Uh, so it's you know, kind of a bit of a skirmish going on as he's bringing his 25,000-plus, and, and it grows as he's coming on Moscow, apparently. Um, but the latest, the very latest update looks like uh, that a uh, some sort of agreement has been made. So this just a little while ago says um, Prigozhin won't. Well, now the Kremlin is saying first there are reports of uh, Putin fleeing Moscow. They spot some presidential plane headed off to St. Petersburg. Of course, Putin denies that now. Um, but the Kremlin is signaling that. It, it says uh, Prigozhin will not face criminal charges over uh, the so-called coup uh, against. I mean, then, then again, this is how the media is is playing it: coup against Putin. Uh, because here's the thing: you know, the Western media and all these Ukraine sycophants see this stuff and they start cheering for uh, Prigozhin. Right? Prigozhin is going to take out Putin. For, you know, this is great. And so you see all these these idiots cheering on. Uh, Prigozhin. As I said, I've, followed, I've watched Prigozhin, listened to his videos, listened to him talk uh, in Russian, which I speak and can understand. So again, it's not some secondhand whatever. Uh, but the guy's been very consistent uh, in his talk. He's not a friend of the West. And uh, I, hate, I hate to burst CNN's bubbles or, or you know, MSNBC or the leftist uh, globalist foreign policy apparatus that somehow, the, you know, yay, Prigozhin is taking out Putin. L listen, I, I know all the, I know all the narrative that you've heard and, 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 you know, Putin's Hitler and all this other stuff. I got news for you. Putin is a moderate compared to Yevgeny Prigozhin. Okay. So in, in, in no in no world, in, in no legitimate, reasonable narrative is Prigozhin replacing Putin a good thing for anyone. I mean, this guy wants, and I'm not talking about, you know, what I think. I'm talking about what he has said, okay, in his own words on his own social media channels, that 
uh, he wants nuclear war with the West. He wants control of the nuclear weapons and just start wiping people out. He wants to go and wipe Ukraine off the map. Uh, and, and, you know, he's part of the hardliners. There, there are a number of hardliners that, that want control. So nationalistic, hardcore nationalistic uh, Russian hardliners that want control uh, in the Kremlin and would be happy to see Prigozhin um, take the lead. And brothers and sisters, you would see, I'm talking about Armageddon, uh, like you haven't even imagined. So, so a lot of idiotic, moronic, uninformed blowhards uh, on the doofus left uh, out there cheering for Prigozhin to take out Putin. Because, you know, they only, they think in these, you know, just these binary Putin, binary term, Putin bad, you know, or, or Putin bad, Ukraine good, right? Putin bad, Zelensky good. Uh, look, man, Putin loves his country, but Putin's a thug. Zelensky's a thug. There's, there's no, there's no, the, the, when the Soviet Union broke apart, I mean, it was taken over by a corrupt, uh, individuals, mafioso individuals, former uh, party bosses, and, and people that just chopped up uh, the empire for their own personal gain. So every former Soviet republic was corrupt to the hilt. Ukraine was, was probably the most corrupt, the most corrupt. Remember Zelensky and, and, and many in the Zelensky administration were persona non grata. I mean, during the Biden, this very Biden administration that's giving them billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars had them on uh, a, a, a ban list on the State Department, a persona non grata on the corruption list at the State Department. The Biden State Department is basically telling us, you know, prior to all this scenario, was telling us how corrupt... Uh, the U Ukrainian officials. Now, lo and behold, you know, by the Biden family cartel is in uh, in the country cutting deals for themselves, which I think in part was why they put uh, Zelensky and his cronies on the State Department's list, corruption list, uh, be because then it, you know, it provides them cover. Like, well, you know, we're, we're forced off. We're there working, you know, with the anti-corruption. You know, this Zelensky came in on an anti-corruption uh, platform. He's going to clean it up. So, you know, if we're over there, that's that's what we're doing. Uh, no, they, they knew they were all corrupt. <laughs> they're on the State Department list as corrupt. And then they're they're there making their uh, backdoor deals and cutting a deal. Uh, but nobody's nobody's going to think that's what's going on. So I think that was all part of the scam in the first place. Um, but anyway, to totally corrupt. It's always been corrupt. Mafioso leadership in every Soviet Republic, in including Putin. Putin's been a strong arm guy. Uh, from the get-go, but the, but the thing is, this is Russian, this is you know Soviet uh, Russian national culture. If, I mean, if you if you know the history, and, and again, I don't mean that personally. Like the, one of the things that really irritated me is the is the Russian bigotry uh, that arose all over the planet on on individual Russians, you know, personally, how Russian people were treated. It had, it had nothing to do with what the government or the maf mafioso people controlling their government. Nothing to do with them. And you see Russians being mistreated uh, all over the world. It just I mean, the bigoted left was crazy, and then the bigoted, you know, war warmongering establishment who, who just wants to go to war with anybody, and and so Putin's the bad guy, and Russians are bad guy, and you know, so that irritates me. So I'm not I'm not talking about pers you know, Russians personally, 
but as a but as a national politic, right? It's it's completely different. All they've ever known is monarchy uh, and, a, and a monarchical mindset. Even when you have, uh, you know, the Duma, you, you have their legislature. You, you know, you have a so-called president, prime minister, these things, and so-called elections. But the place doesn't run like, you know, like under the West concept. Uh, of little d democracy never has never will it's just not their culture it's not their history 1500 years of history and suddenly you're going to turn it into the to america i mean give me a break but th this is how stupid our foreign policy people uh, are and how ignorant the general public is because they don't they don't know the history um anything about this anything about putin personally i mean good for goodness sake he wrote his own autobiography you could just go there and read it and find out a whole lot about the guy more so than uh your american leadership even uh, apparently knows, understands, or, or says. So anyway, it's not that hard to figure out, you know, they're paying attention. You just need to listen to the right voices who know what they're talking about. And uh, most of these jacklegs don't. So anyway, uh, that's, that's, what's, uh, that's what's up with that. And I just wanted to say, you know, when you hear all this cheering for Prigozhin because he's going to take out Putin, that's, that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. This guy's, this guy's a raving lunatic, but he's but – he's, uh, at the same time, strong and determined, like he, he doesn't take any crap. You know what I mean? Which is probably another sort of scary component. You got a guy who, you know, has this sort of, um, uh, what do you call it, scorched earth uh, sort of vision of um, protecting the motherland and, and uh, fighting its enemies. And, you know, so uh, he, if, if the, if the Looney Tune Western foreign policy apparatus likes to spin this narrative of, of an unhinged, bloodthirsty uh, Putin, you know, Hitler, Hitler-esque Putin, um, then what does that make Prigozhin? Lord have mercy. So, which it's just, the stuff they say about Putin is so really overblown and over over the top. So it's really a lot of it's really nonsense. Not to say he's a he's a good guy, but but he's not like. He's not, he's not a bad guy in, in any unusual way for any of the former Soviet republics, and probably, and probably least, uh, you know, probably least of them as far as running the country. Um, and then you say, oh, well, you know, you just said he had his assassination crew in Wagner. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and you don't, think, you don't think the West assassinates people? You don't think the West takes people out? So, I mean... Whatever, you know, and so you're not going to convince, you're not going to convince people and, you know, who think this way. And anything you say like that, oh, you're a Putin lover and you're defending Putin, which I'm not. Like I said, he's, he's not, he's not a good guy. I'm not going to, I wouldn't want him to be my pastor. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, uh, not a kind of guy I'd elect uh, uh, here. But then at the same time, there's not many of the people running to lead this nation. Uh, that I would elect to have that, in my opinion, have any greater character uh, than a Vladimir Putin. So I, I think most of the people, most people trashing Putin and describing Putin for, you know, this this evil monster, uh, I, I think you could say the exact thing, same thing about them. So they're on that level. If that's what they believe Putin is, then, yeah, then you're on that level, too. They just do it a lot more, you know, they have a lot more subtlety. They, they can cover it up. And... Um, you know, bring more money and power to bear to get get things done uh, that they want to do without being noticed. So you know, Putin's just Putin's just sort of out there. Hey, I'm going to hire a paramilitary group and just have them poison people and take people out.
You know, that's, that's the way they do things. Just kind of straightforward. So we're, somehow we're supposed to be, we're supposed to give America a pass because America's, you know, sneakier. So let's see, uh, morning wire, we don't want to, let's X out of that right here and look at this, this article from AP, not that I trust London headquartered AP, uh, but it's got some of the details. Uh, Russia says Wagner Group leader will move to Belarus after his rebellious march challenged uh, Putin, which again is, is, is a twist on what's happening. I'll reiterate, if you listen to... Um, uh, listen to Prigozhin's video, audio, the things he was putting out. It was not a threat to Putin. He was specifically, uh, he specifically, very specifically, very pointedly uh, talked about the military leadership, the minister of defense and the military leadership in, in Russian. At, at, at no point have I heard in his videos where he says, I'm going to take Putin down. I'm going to take Putin out. Uh, that's not happened, but you'll, you, but you, but again, that's how it's characterized in the Western media. You see this right there. Russia says Wagner's leader moved to Belarus after his rebellious march challenged Putin. That's how it's going to be spun. So, uh, right off the bat, that's a distortion. Uh, so let's see. Head of private military company Wagner will move to neighboring Belarus. Part of a deal to defuse rebellious rebellion tensions and the criminal case against him will be closed. Um, Prigozhin's troops who joined him will not face prosecution. Those who did not will be offered contracts uh, by the defense ministry, Dmitry Peskov said. Deal was reached, blah, blah, blah. So basically you get the leader of Belarus um, brokering a deal. That's Lukashenko, which, you know, he's supposedly a Putin stooge out of Belarus, according to the West. And uh, so Lukashenko says, you know, he, he and uh, he and the Wagner Group can come over here. Now, now and then uh, says Moscow, brace for the arrival of forces Wagner Group, private army led by Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, has been fighting alongside regular Russian troops in Ukraine by erecting checkpoints, armored vehicles, troops, cities. Southern Edge Red Square was shut down. The mayor urged motorists to stay off some roads. Um, they had declared martial law, and so now he's, uh, he's standing down. Now, I will say, uh, I believe... I believe uh, Putin, Putin himself, uh, though again, I, I didn't hear I didn't hear Prigozhin target Putin. Um, I've heard it reported. I have to go listen to what Putin said, but I heard it reported that uh, the Putin classified what uh, what Prigozhin was doing as treason. Now I don't know what I haven't looked yet at the video of what Prigozhin said in response to that, but I did hear that. Um, but as far as as far as when Yevgeny Prigozhin stated his purposes from the very beginning and why he was marching on Moscow, it had nothing to do with President Putin. It had to do with uh, military leadership, Ministry of Defense. He named the Minister of Defense and uh, the leader of Russian uh, Russian forces. So, again, take that for what it's worth. Uh, the the Western media is going to. Uh, you're always going to be able to find some lie that that they're telling you or distortion, and that that is one of the distortions because they they first off they want to send this message of uh, you know Putin not being not having support somehow Putin's weakening. Remember, this has been the thing since day one that we heard we we heard from day one uh, Ukraine uh, Ukraine invaded by the Russians uh, and then 
you know, within, I don't know, a week, maybe a week, it was, you know, it was how, how badly the Russian forces were doing, and this is going to be over in a matter of days. Like, they're going to lose, you know, so we're, we're, what, like close to 400 days into this thing, uh, 15 days to slow the Russian invasion. So, and then from all along, from the very first week, uh, all through this whole thing, it was this whole narrative of how Russia's losing, Putin's weak, uh, Putin doesn't know what he's doing, Putin's incompetent, his army's incompetent, uh, everything's going badly, they're falling apart, uh, Ukraine's already won, right? You had Milley and those morons uh, in, in the U.S. Army leadership, uh, you know, basically saying it's over, Russia's lost, Ukraine won, you know, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people dying, and, uh, you know, well, it's over, one, blah, 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 blah. So, idiots, idiots, complete idiots, liars. So everybody's going to lie about, they're always going to lie about something. And uh, so that's that's one of those things. So they, they want to push that narrative, the anti-Putin narrative. It's, it's really psyops, just psyops. It's just propaganda that they put out there um, to try to support support their narrative and, and support their failures of, you know, when you see what, when you see basically the world on fire and so they have to spin all this stuff about, you know, who all the other bad guys are, who, who, who everybody else who's incompetent, all the other, all the people who, you know, it's their fault and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so it's all part of that stuff to make, to, to shift the blame, uh, to focus spotlight on their enemies uh, and conceal their utter, utter ignorance and incompetence uh, of, of understanding the reality uh, of, of the world we live in. Now, not to say they're incompetent in their ultimate goals of creating absolute destruction, chaos, and, and collapse uh, for all the regular people of the world. Uh, they're certainly able to, to, to do that, but they like, they like you to think that, that they're smart and they know all these things. Uh, and, you know, th th these weird globalist administrations, always a mixture of kind of the people at the top who are driving the train uh, and, and then you have their you know their sort of mid-level uh, mid-management that know what's going on and you know and, and are pushing the agenda forward um, but then you look around it's like a bulk of them are just kind of the useful idiots um, put in these positions and, and it's almost like the people at the top pick the most incompetent ignorant people to put in the mid-management Positions and by the way, I include president as a mid manage mid management position. The president doesn't run anything, um, so they put incompetent people in the middle management positions, uh, you know, so that they fail and so that they make these huge blunders and plunge the world into chaos and, and set the world on fire. Because then you know that causes calamity where they can swoop in and install their systems and uh, deliver. Uh, deliver their, uh, you know, their solutions, their salvation, you know, oh my, oh my goodness, everybody's sick. Um, here, st stick yourself with this. Uh, th this is, this, this will help you. We're, we're here to help. We had no idea this would happen. And, uh, but, uh, but it just so happens, you know, just, just one, a few hours, within a few hours, we have this, this uh, stuff that you can, uh, you can stick yourself and inject yourself with, and it'll make everything everything better. It's a good thing we just worked really hard and really quickly to come up with this because this really blindsided us, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, so stuff like that. And they have idiots like Brennan, you know, who 
well, Putin's just bluffing and Putin's a nobody and Putin's a weakling and Putin just talks tough and da 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 and you know say stupid like stupid stuff like that and people eat it up and repeat it. Um, meanwhile, this guy knows nothing about Putin, nothing about Russian national psyche, um, and I think the, the the globalist manipulators know this. They they know, you know, now they know something about Putin. They know how these people are going to react, but they put these mid-management morons in there. Uh, to, to, to blunder on, on purpose, and, but, it, but it keeps the agenda uh, on schedule, right? So, so it's always a weird combination where you look and you go, oh, Biden's an utter idiot, and you look at all these stupid stuff, and he's failing and, and all this sort of stuff. But the failure that you see on the part of Biden is success for the overall agenda because he's just a puppet. He's not driving the agenda, but he's inadvertently contributing to the agenda through his incompetence. So, uh, so placing, I start to say electing, uh, placing a president like that uh, is, is just not, is not happenstance. It's not by accident. Anyway, so same thing with foreign policy apparatus and some of, some of the ignorant takes that you hear about Russia and Putin and everything that's going on. So there's a little update. Hope you're having a great day, a great Saturday. God bless you guys. See you soon. This is JC with the God Guns Liberty podcast. Uh, you can find us at chrisanhall.com, godgunsliberty.com, and uh, check out all the stuff we have there. See ya. You're listening to the God Guns Liberty podcast with JC Hall.